parents filled out a form. <laughs> Welcome to Dustin Checksman, the uh, only podcast breaking down the 1996 ape film Dunstan checks in minute by minute and pairing each one of those minutes with another feature film. I'm Lord Andrew. I'm Emily Monkeytown. And today we've got it. We got a juicer for you. As the kids say, <laughs> you're very excited. I'm for this. so excited for this one. You found a way to do it. Is I, what I'll say. I slipped it in. Yeah. Today we're talking about minute 55. Yep. And we're 55, talking. It's alive. Yep. And we're talking about star Wars episode six, return of the Jedi. Or if you're, crazy revenge of the jedi <laughs> okay <laughs> or if you're from the the berenstain universe yeah exactly yeah uh or if you're from a really weird alternate universe blue harvest yeah i thought that was the name of the original i believe blue harvest was jedi okay uh shall we start talking about the minute yes we or shall. You just, or is star wars overtaken you no no we'll talk about the minute okay uh kyle is working on a distraction plan uh, to get Murray and the security team away from the greenhouse, the last spotted location of Dunstan, where uh-huh. Dunstan and Mr. Grant tussled, much like wrestlers. Yes. This is me tying it back. Yeah, good job. Uh, Sorry, I was trying to look up which one Blue Harvest, uh, <laughs> trying to get the official uh, answer. Yeah. But uh, all I'm getting I is... I think it's Family Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I No, I knew. I knew <laughs> that would so happen. Mad, huh? Yeah. Um. So what Kyle says to Murray, the head of the security team, uh-huh. is quick. He got out. He's in the kitchen. Okay, you better get down there I'm fast. Sorry, I've confirmed that it was Return mm. of the Jedi. That was Blue Harvest. And the full title was Blue Harvest of Horror Beyond Imagination. What the hell? This is according to sci-fi.stackexchange.com. Yeah, that checks. <laughs> quick, he got out. He's in the kitchen. You better get down there fast. Dad's pretty mad. Yeah. And I'll tell you, you know who shines in this minute immediately after that line? Who? Murray. Yeah. Yeah, Murray is good as hell on this one. Let's go. Yeah. He's ready the, to go. The way he says it is perfect. He's perfectly stiff. Yeah. He's just a stiff board of a man as he's ushering out his team. And I would like to make an apology because in the last minute I said that Murray is about to dis- dis- dismiss his team yeah. from this area. I had forgotten that the specific reason for that was because of this lie told by Kyle. Yeah. So I would like to apologize. Wow. Okay. Uh, so then after they all disperse uh-huh. this is where kyle takes his moment to go into the greenhouse area yes uh he, he, he calls out tentatively dunston mm-hmm. he says dunston it's me <laughs> <laughs> i mean i believe he had told dunston his name that's true right yeah but i just I, like I, the idea of saying dunston it's, it's me dunston is me uh so then we do get another view of Feldman and Winthrop, yep, our two back. favorite characters. They're just openly, fully boozing at this well, point. Well, okay, so Feldman is napping. Well. Feldman is napping. That's, that can often be a result of boozing. And she's napping in chair, just head down. Yeah, because she boozed too much. And then Winthrop is chugging the flask. Yeah, straight from the flask. And in the background, this is where we see Kyle walking past that window, mm-hmm. which where we've seen a lot of action behind yeah. them, and they haven't Big seen... Window. They've seen none of it. No. They don't notice any <laughs> action behind this window. Not at all. Uh... This is where Dunstan does appear. Mm-hmm. He opens he opens the curtains of flowers. Sure. I know what you mean. Sometimes he's flowers there. is curtains. He's there. Yeah. Uh, Kyle says, where have you been? Mm-hmm. Did you get lost? Yeah. Dunstan nods. This <laughs> exchange is buck wild. So, I mean, I know Kyle's a child. Yeah. We, we've, we've dilly-dallied on his age, mm-hmm. perhaps eight. I, you think, know? I think eight is where we settled. Maybe younger. Maybe? Uh, the the idea that he would ask Dunstan, "Where have you been? Did you get lost?" And it, no, but where have you been? Yeah. And expect 
any kind of response that would make sense. I mean, I guess he could point, but what would that even tell you? He could shrug, I guess. He could shrug, but I believe, much like we've we've thought in past minutes, uh, the trainer said uh, he he can only nod. Yeah. <laughs> so they framed the sentence: "Did you get lost?" Yes. And he nods. Yeah. Uh, which do you think that's true? Nah. Yes. L- but lost. Well, yeah. I mean, he is lost. Did, I mean, like, cause... He, he's, he's in New York. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's very lost. Okay, wait. Now, you say he's in New York as if Dunstan doesn't regularly live in New York. Uh... <laughs> Where does Rutledge keep Dunstan when Where's they're home not? Base? Yeah, when they're not, you know. I believe, I cannot remember exactly, but I believe in that minute where he opens the laptop, yeah. he mentions another place that they robbed or something. I think... And that was somewhere else. Well, here's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think there is a home base. I think they're just uh, always on the road. And I think mobile, he's... mobile I, champion. Yeah, I think... Mobile orangutan you, yeah. excuse me. Mobile the Indian. MOU. <laughs> I think he's just been lost since huh. Rutledge took him. So, I guess. But I, I think in that same way that is Rutledge the original circus owner? Well, you know? and that's, you know... I think Dunstan was, was born. I think he was born in captivity. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think Rutledge bought him from someone who got him from the. So he's jungle. just been lost his whole life. Yeah, like Aaron Littleton. I don't, excuse me. It's Clara's son who was born on the island on Lost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you want them to do like a Lost two where it's about him? Yes. Okay. No, I've I have gone on the record as saying I want a lost the next generation. Like I have on the record with him that. and Walt and uh, and uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be him and Walt because they're. I mean, I think they're still too young, and we'd have to be jumping into the future. But surely, certainly about you Hugo love a future run- jump. True, certainly about Hugo running the island. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'd like to see him back on our TV screens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where the hell are we in this minute? Dunstan nods. Yes. Then we get boots in. Boots in. We don't see Buck Lafarge's face. We see the boots, and we hear the cowboy riff. I would like to talk about Star Wars Episode Six: Revenge of the Jedi, Return oh. of the Jedi. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. Yeah. Did you have any inclination as to why I picked Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi? Uh, well, I'll tell you. I watched the movie before watching the minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I watched the minute, I definitely did get a bit of an Endor feel. Sure. And then the boots is very it. much a Stormtrooper feel. Well, not just Stormtrooper, but throughout the movie, there's a lot of... Uh, this actually was not intentional. I'll tell you why I picked the movie. Okay. I picked the movie because it is a small, furry creature not. trying to not get <laughs> killed by a larger creature with more sophisticated weaponry. All right. In a forest environment. Yeah. And to me, that's the Ewoks on Endor. That's good, yeah. Um... That being said, I didn't even make this connection until after I saw it. When you watch Return of the Jedi, there's a lot of shots of boots, not mm. just on the Stormtroopers, but of like Han and Luke's boots on Endor as well. Mm. There's a lot of boots in the jungle shot. Do you think that was like a, a money saver? That wasn't actually Mark Hamill and Maybe. Harrison Ford. They were just like, oh, we need to show they're over here. Maybe. Okay. I can tell you. Okay. <laughs> because, I mean, I, I know the... You know, the production of, of Star Wars is very storied. Yeah, but I think by Revenge of the Jurder. Yeah. <laughs> by that Good. one. I think by that one they had money, you know. Like, it was yeah. at that point, it was kind of, it was like a, I mean, it was a huge phenomenon by mm. then. It was a huge phenomenon by Empire, really. Yeah. 
Well, even reading into it, I'd never r- read into it really before. And, and some of the things I was reading, I was a little bit shocked. The idea that, uh, at least by some accounts, they put on in the crypt, in the kryptonite, in the carbonite, because they weren't, Harrison Ford had only signed a two picture deal. Yeah, they, they weren't sure if he would come back. They had to convince him to come back. Yeah. Well, at one point, also, George Lucas was like, yeah, he's going to be uh, in the carbonite all through six, and uh, we'll bring him back in seven. Like, oh, at one my point, gosh. that was going to be, he was saying that. Um, but but yeah, even the idea that um, they, of course, famously Harrison Ford always wanted the character to die. Yeah. And they wanted to do that like in the, one of the opening sequences. Yeah. And uh, Lucas was like, no. Yeah. I cannot do that. You know what? Good call, I would well, say. And then even even to the effect where Harrison Ford is like, yeah, dead Han Solo figurines aren't going to sell. Yeah. <laughs> so that was part of the uh, you know reasoning. What if they? What if the movie was more or less the same, except like so you have the opening sequence in Jabba's palace, mm. Leia unfreezes Han from Carbonite, and yeah. just a corpse falls out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I. That's the thing that I want to ask you because I don't know. You know, I haven't recently seen Episode Five mm-hmm. as well. How long is he in that carbonite? Uh, Casey and I, I watched this with my beautiful girlfriend, Casey. Yeah. Uh, I watched it in, in beautiful VHS, yeah. uh, which is the only way to watch a Star War, I feel. Um, well, you gave me the second best way. That's true. Yeah. Um, what? Okay, we, we figured this out. You watched out. it in VHS. So the, the date of the Battle of Hoth... On Wikipedia is listed as three ABY, so three years after the Battle of Yavin, mm. uh, and the date of Darth Vader's death, spoilers, is um, listed as four ABY. Oh, so the Battle of Hoth is the start of Empire Strikes Back, and yeah. Vader's death is um, kind of end of the end, Jedi. Yeah. So there's maximum one year between those two times. Okay, so less than a year he was in Carbonite. Okay, okay. Yeah. See, that feels believable in a, in that sense. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I don't believe... Because are, are, how exactly are we to believe what, what is happening in the Carbonite, you know? I think he's just in stasis. Like, I mm. think he could have lasted forever that way. Uh, see, that's that's where you start pushing my, my limits, you know? Well, if you accept... Well, how do you feel about stasis and other sci-fi properties where stasis is a thing? It gets squiggly. <laughs> at least, At least Carbonite is like a non... It's not you're frozen in ice. Yeah. Right? So at least that has that extra element of like, okay, maybe there's some extra science happening here. Yeah, there's extra that science. That we don't understand. There's more science. Because we're, you know, we're regular ass humans. Cool. Well, it's, it's all that science that we don't understand because it's just our job of five days a week. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> what I... What, what, another uh, uh, thing that I... So I watched mm-hmm. a despecialized edition. Yeah. And I will say my VHS, I believe, is a lightly specialized edition. Oh, okay. Because it's the trilogy I had as a kid, which I believe came out after the 97 re-release. That's interesting that that would come out on VHS. Why wouldn't it? I thought they just... I guess, yeah, DVD... I always think of DVDs as taking over, like... Early two thousands, but they didn't take over until yeah late two thousands. And also, this I mean, this came this I, the VHS that I have. I don't, it doesn't say I don't. I have no way. Of, I don't know how I would look it up. Yeah, but I believe they came out around ninety seven. There uh-huh. is a special feature at the beginning of the VHS. Remember special features on VHS? Yes, yes. There's an interview. I got so stoked because I'd forgotten this was on there. Uh-huh. You ready for this interview? Well, I know I know exactly what it is. Do you? George it's, Lucas being interviewed by Leonard Maltin. Yes. Yeah. I was so stoked. And in the interview, uh, George Lucas says, "You know, we're working. On, I'm working on the screenplays for the prequels. We're uh, we're gonna hopefully be ready in '98, maybe '99." Wow. Uh, which is uh, that that I got goose pimples <laughs> watching that moment. 
Um, but that would place it around 97. This probably came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the that must be because I know that that must be the same VHS as I watched. Yeah. Which I think don't have any specializedness. I think they do because they came out after they were released in theaters. And because here's the thing about the specialized editions, uh-huh. we think of the big changes, but like. The special editions were, like, more and more revisions were made every single time Star Wars yeah. re- was released, and they yeah. were, like, five DVD versions. Oh, yeah. Like, Lucas was always adding shit. Uh-huh. So, like, those first special editions, yes, they had changes, but they didn't have nearly as much changes as some of the later special well, editions. Some of the things that I noticed with the de-specialized edition that I had uh-huh. was that definitely some of the, um, the, the things that would have been, like, model work or whatever yeah. were CGI. Mm. Uh, and there's definitely the the moment the frog moment. Do you remember the frog moment? The frog moment. To me, it's iconic. Okay. Uh, <laughs> where you, it's outside of Jabba's palace, there's mm-hmm. like a weird alien frog that eats an alien bug. Yeah. And it's just like a scene transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, this is they've CGI'd this. Yeah. This this used to be a puppet. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's stuff like that that I noticed. Yeah. The weirdest thing that i noticed Mm -hmm. and i couldn't believe that i found an answer to it online without even searching specifically for an answer to it yeah it's something that is just noted as this was added Mm -hmm. darth vader's eyebrows (laughs) yeah no yeah so in later special editions they digitally removed his eyebrows to match what what happens in episode three yeah that he's fully burned yes they add back in this despecialized edition the eyebrows. Hell yeah! But, but it's weird because they're you know it's different. They're film different eyebrows. Grains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're fuzzy. Like Ooh. the film is fuzzy. Like it's like they're blurring them out. <laughs> That's funny. And I was just like, this is wild. Yeah. Like that. First of all, that they thought to remove them, and then that someone saw that and went, "We gotta put these back. We need those eyebrows back." Uh, um, I'll say I was just happy that I didn't have to watch CGI size snoodles. Yeah, because I my my VHS only has puppet snoodles, and that's what I'm all about. Yeah, the whole the whole band was puppets for me, so yeah. I was very pleased. For, for those who don't know, Size Snoodles is the singer in the band in Jabba's mm. Palace. She's the alien with the long lips. Um, <laughs> long lips. <laughs> yeah, that's a way to say it. How else would you describe that? Long mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's just the lips. Yeah. Um, no, they this, stick out. They stick out. Yes. Like an ant eater. Yes. But. But no, Squiggly. not a snoot, just yeah, lip. Yeah, not a snoot, just a lip. Um, this movie's good. <laughs> yeah, this okay, is a good so movie. <laughs> that's the other thing that I want to say. It, this movie is so good. Yeah. And the, the look, I this is not controversial for us, mm-hmm. but this is controversial perhaps for a certain dumbasses on the internet. From a certain point of view, yeah, it's controversial. Point of view. I don't understand how people can like this movie mm-hmm. love this movie mm-hmm. hold this movie up and go this is star wars yeah and then watch the last jedi and be like that's not star wars yeah this is the last jedi like yeah, the last jedi as much as people want to say like oh they're making the new trilogy mimic the old trilogy yeah that would as much as that is the case in the first film mm-hmm. in the last jedi it, it is very much pulling from it shows return, of the jedi. return of the jedi yeah for sure and that's so cool. Yeah. Like, it's very, very like, cool. Like, you really get a sense of Luke, too, like, connecting from this movie to that movie. Yeah. It's fucking great. Yeah. it's And, and it's it's the idea of, like, um, I don't know. It's I, I also really enjoy so much of that first part of the movie mm-hmm. is the setup of getting Han out of the carbonite and yes. back into Action. the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the idea It's of, like a little vignette, almost, like, of, like, just getting Han back. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that 
so doesn't feel like something that in nowadays would be in a movie in the way that it is. Yeah, for sure. Although uh, you say that, I I feel like I can think of an example of a similar kind of thing in a bad way being in a movie. Well, yeah, in a bad way. Yeah. But this this totally works. Look at you, Hobbit Part Two and Three. Yeah, yeah. At least three. Um, yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. Three. You remember how Hobbit Three starts? No, because three is like nothing in oh, my it's brain. So bad. Hobbit Three starts with like. Like the Hobbit two ends with like they're halfway through they're halfway through the fucking battle with smog yeah and then three is like them they kill him and that's it it's oh, just such right. a weird way to break up the action and it's terrible those Hobbit movies suck yeah uh but the 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 idea that like you look at everything that went into getting Hansel out of the carbonite yeah they had Lando was already in place yeah as a guard. With a, and Solo has a fun little connection to that moment, too. Oh, really? Because uh, I had to, I pointed this out to Casey, too. She didn't recognize it either. Okay. Uh, the outfit, the outfit, the costume that uh, Beckett wears oh, yes. to infiltrate the, on, on a, why do I keep forgetting the name? Uh, Kessel. Ke- yeah. Um, he's wearing Lando's outfit because that's just like an outfit that is in a closet somewhere on the Millennium Falcon. I'm talking, yeah. So Lando's there in that outfit. Yeah. Luke sends C-3PO and R2. Mm-hmm. R2 probably knows the whole fucking plan because C-3PO that's R2. C-3PO absolutely doesn't. C-3PO has no fucking <laughs> clue. c knows nothing. Uh, so they get there, yeah. and uh, of course, Jabba does not accept you know, an offer for peace. Yeah. So now they have R2 with the lightsaber inside, inside of him. him. Yeah, prepped, implanted. Yeah. Planted. Yeah. Uh, C-3PO, planted. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, Leia shows up. Yeah. D- disguised. Yeah. With Chewbacca, the hands coolest, Chewbacca over the coolest shit ever. Yeah, as a kid. Yeah, when she pulled that helmet off and you find out it's Leia for the first time. Oh my god, that was so cool. Mind as a kid. blowing. Yeah, yeah. And and there's that moment where um, Boba Fett like nods at her. Yeah, like oh, I got Han, you got Chewbacca. We we are bounty like, hunters in arms. Like you you feel like she has established herself as a bounty hunter. Almost. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. It's good as hell. <laughs> uh, then Luke shows up. Yeah. De- defeats the the monster thing. The Rancor. The Rancor. Can I tell you a real hope I have that I don't think is going to be fulfilled in The Rise of Skywalker? Oh, okay, go ahead. I want a stop-motion monster. <gasps> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be fantastic. Because, like... They could do it well. Like they like they could they like they have better composite work now. Like they mm-hmm. like it wouldn't have to it wouldn't have to look like the, like I I understand that people think not everyone's like me. Like the Rancor yeah. looks like it's not part of the same world as Luke because it's stop motion. I think that's part of the charm. I get that a lot of people don't agree with me. I think it blends well enough that it it feels like an alien. Well, like I yeah. don't agree with that. Yeah. But I think there's people who won't. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is we could both be happy. There's technology today that where we could both be happy. Did you ever see Miss Peregrine's spooky I did. house? I actually I was surprised by how much I liked I did not think I was going to like so it. So the skeletons are uh, exactly what you're describing. Yeah, and they look cool as hell. Yeah, they're not CGI. Those yeah. skeletons are exactly what you're describing. Yeah. Do, uh, do that in the new so Star Wars. I, I think that's possible, yeah. yeah. I think it should work. It should. I don't think they're going to do it, but I think it should. But I just think that whole sequence and like all those characters coming together very slowly. Yeah. Like th- literally the first human that we see that we recognize uh-huh. is Lando. Yeah. And that's he's peeking through the mask. Yeah. Like it is not the the movie starts with like C three PO and R two like it's not even yeah it's I'm like that's exciting yeah <laughs> that gets it's you, so good it gets me pumped yeah and then I as this movie's going I'm like oh my god the Ewok like we're there's yeah. so much to there's, come we still get to get to the Ewoks <laughs> <laughs> just excited I like the Ewoks I like the Ewoks as well I think people need to get over the Ew- you know yeah. people who don't like the Ewoks yeah. The one thing that this movie well, did... Well, I will say this about the Ewoks. Hmm. I kind of have the same issue with the Ewoks that I have with clones hmm. in that 
their place in the story means that the people we are supposed to think are the good guys are definitely also bad guys. Because Luke lies to the Ewoks and convinces them to fight in a battle where many of them give their lives yeah. on what is just outright a lie by Luke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate. Uh the one thing that this movie did make me a little sad for, in a <laughs> sense, that the new trilogy kind of has, but not really. Yeah. Uh, I like the C-3PO R2 scenes. Yes, I would agree. I l- love C-3PO. Sure. And the new trilogy, not enough C-3PO. And there's not a new talking robot, you know? I could even, I would. here's what I would want. Yeah. I would either want, because here's the thing. One of my least favorite moments in new Star Wars movies, mm. as much as I like C-3PO and R2, is when they show up in Rogue One because it's so nothing. I it's so like, forgot they showed up in Rogue One. It's Let literally me tell you just that. them being like, we're, we're here. Like, that's, there's nothing to that moment. Yeah. But I think them, like, hanging out and having commentary would be appropriate in the new movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I... I they kind of do that in the in the, the Force Awakens. No, because he's, because R2 is not is asleep that entire That's movie. That's true. R2 is asleep the whole movie. But C3PO has a the, I can think of some good C3PO moments in that well, in the Force Awakens. Saying. Yeah. I would like uh, there's th- three options I would like. Yeah. What I would really like is for them to completely I I don't like what they did with R2 cuz mm-hmm. it's it's kind of the same way I feel about Chewbacca in a way and that like huh. We have moments with Chewbacca and with R2 that establish that they are independently invested in the rebellion. Yeah. That they they have convictions and they have beliefs that mean they are committed to fighting against the bad guys, the Empire. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't make sense to me that once Luke is gone that R2 would just stop being part of the fight. Yeah, he was like asleep. It was weird. Yeah. 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 Um, and and, that, and then also that the same problem is like at the end of Solo, I don't understand why Chewbacca would follow Han, given that he's like committed to fighting the Empire. He's like, yeah, but I'll dick around with you for no reason. <laughs> um, yeah. So ideally that would be changed. Failing that, I would like either C-3PO to hang out with BB-8 more. Yeah. And I don't want them to have the same relationship that R2 and C-3PO have, no. but I want C-3PO to be similarly flummoxed just for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe I would, I would think, like, you know, C-3PO and R2 are like an old married couple. Yeah. I would like C-3PO to be like an overly concerned father to BB-8. Well, yeah, I definitely want BB-8 <laughs> to like, like whatever, say something, and yeah. C-3PO's like... I've never thought of that. Like you, yeah. you brought some new idea to the yeah. table, and I'm shocked and intrigued. Yeah. yeah. Or I would like a new talking robot, as you say, yeah. for to hang out with BB-8. I, or to hang out with BB-8. Yes. I I think that's I. You know, I love the droids. Yeah. You, I agree. You show me a droid, and I want to love it and protect it. Of course. That's that's just <laughs> basic ass facts. Yeah. There's also a really great uh, C-3PO R2 moment in this movie where C-3PO hasn't seen R2 in a while because they kind of got separated oh, yeah. at Jabba's Palace. And then the first time they see them each other again, R2 is serving drinks because he's mm. like been conscripted to be a waiter, essentially. Yeah. And C-3PO says, what are you doing here? And R2 says, serving drinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's a totally normal thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which I like for two reasons: a that he just just generally that he blows he blows C-3PO off so cleanly like that, and b R two knows what he's doing here. Like he he's, yes. he has an answer, which is like I'm here to wait with the lightsaber to throw it to Luke. Yeah, and it just w- without hesitation he's like I'm serving drinks. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> well, then even doesn't C-3PO say something like this is dangerous? Yeah, we gotta get you out of here. Yeah. And R two's like I'm serving drinks. Yeah. God, <laughs> God, they're so good together. <laughs> This is a good movie. Yeah. This is a very good Return movie. Return of the Jedi kicks ass. God. What? You know? I'm excited for the new Star Wars. Now. Same here. Like, not like I wasn't. 
like uh, you know, I I I think I, I'm almost afraid to say this because I think it hurts you a little bit every time I say it. I just like going when I go to Disneyland. I just like going to Star Wars Land. Well, it hurts me because I'm jealous. Yeah, which I don't. I don't want to hurt you. I, I do. To, I'm gonna. I, I have want you to see it. Concrete I want you plans to, to go. Good. I want you to be there. Yeah. But I, honestly, even like uh, you know, I don't even go on a ride. Like I sometimes I buy the blue milk. Sometimes I don't. Well, that's what I'm looking forward to when I go. Yeah, but I just because I've done that now a couple of times each. I just mm-hmm. feel like just going there is such a good. It's so, it's so you know cool to I'm, just stand. Honestly, there. do you know what I'm worried? About what? when I do finally go to Galaxy's Edge. Having the motion sickness on the Han Solo right? No, I'm going to take drama. It's going to be okay. fine. You know what I'm worried about, though? What? I'm worried that I'm going to like Star Wars Land specifically so much that I'm going to want a Disney Pass. Mm, that doesn't sound like a worry. That sounds like good times. It's, it's a money worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's good. It's a good place. <laughs> Star, Star Wars. Star Wars good. Star Wars is good. Do you want to get back into the minute? Sure, I guess. We could talk forever about <laughs> Star Wars. We really could. God, Star Wars is such a good movie. Uh-huh. Is there any other moments Star in Wars this? Star Wars is such a good movies, I should say. Star Wars is such a good movies. Yeah. Is there any other moments from the movie that you'd like to uh, I will, p- if point I can, to a Dunstan? If know? I can launch one soft criticism. Okay. Uh, it is weird that uh, Luke and Leia were making out one movie ago, and now they're like, yeah, we're brother and sisters, and we knew it all along. I thought it was in the first movie that they kissed. They kissed casually in the first movie they make out in the second one what because in the second one uh han is like really heavily flirting with leia and Uh she's like oh you think i'm into you you think you know shit check this out and then she goes and makes out with luke yeah yeah that is strange that but that does make make it make a little bit of sense when han comes out of carbonite and he starts he starts getting mad at Leia. Not mad, but like what, where he's like. Well, I he's, do like that. It's classic dumbass Han yeah. where he just doesn't get it. <laughs> he's like, oh, you like Luke, huh? And she's like, yeah. And then by the end of the movie, he's like, you love him, huh? And he, she's like, yeah. yeah. And he goes, great. Well, I guess I'll, I'll just I'll, step I'll, out of the way. Well, he does. He says he's a little more honorable than that. He's yeah, like, yeah. I get it. I'll step out of the way. Well, by the end of the movie, he becomes that. It's yeah. There's a middle point where he oh, is sure, yeah. mad about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and, and I mean, yeah, you've been frozen in carbonite for maybe a year. Who knows I, what's happened while you were in there? I think I like Han in this movie more so than I think this is my favorite Han mm-hmm. in a movie because this is Han. This this movie the most portrays him as just a dumbass. Yeah, just a pure dumbass, and I love that. And there one part, the the thing where he goes, uh, uh, they need to like blow up the base or get in to blow it up, and he just says, "I have an idea," and then we cut away and we come back, and it, like he's like, duh. They, they jump out of the way as the whole thing explodes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Chewie walks up and Chewie shows up and he's like stolen the walker. Right. And he's like, I have an idea. And his idea is to just shoot the thing with a big gun. Or yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. It's so like yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> that's I don't think that took a lot of thinking. <laughs> no, it did not at all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good. All Star Wars movies yeah. good. We also get a good dose of wet Han in this movie. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> Dunstan. Dunstan. Boots in cowboy riff. Boots on the ground, yeah. That's where that's how you know Buck Lafarge is here. When you get that little strum on the yeah, guitar. That little, uh... Yeah. Uh, and we see he's looking around. Mm-hmm. He's got the, the gun at the ready. It is a tranquilizer gun. <laughs> you but... said it like Buck Lafarge says it. <laughs> yeah. Tranquilizer. Tranquilizer gun. Uh, but as as we heard in the last minute that this could kill an orangutan. I bet it could also kill a child. It could probably kill Kyle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 
Uh, like he did say 18 hours for an adult mm. a kid I, I'm betting this would kill a kid or an elderly or person or put them into a coma <laughs> it would be bad yeah um, so they're 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 hiding from Buck Lafarge yeah uh, we see that at one point Kyle turns to Dunstan and says shh quiet well Buck is standing like right over them realistically I think Buck would have heard this yes but Buck is also you know he, he's digging through the weeds you know he's yeah. he's he's going through uh I don't know. Do you want to know one of my notes? What's that? Just the word buck. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure I meant to describe an action he <laughs> that's does. A good note. But no, he's that's just good. there. You know what I noticed about this? Huh. The ground in the like greenhouse area yeah. is just it's gravel. Yes. You can't grow plants in gravel. Well, they have they have raised plant Well, growers. that's what I'm saying. Like this is a greenhouse, but they're all potted plants. Some of them seem to be potted together in a big pot yeah. that is made of stone. <laughs> It just seems it's a curious little area. Also, I mean, oh God, we, but also like the plants are too grouped together to like you couldn't walk through this area. So like I don't understand what is the purpose of this area. Me neither. And, and I finally have to point this out. And now that I've seen it so many times, yeah. that window into the greenhouse should be fogged up. You shouldn't be able to see into the greenhouse because that's the way greenhouses work. They're hotter. That's like, true. They take. They're designed to, you know, grow a certain kind of plant. Does that necessarily mean they're more humid? So it usually does. You usually get the you get the dew on the wall, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, but the last thing we see of the oh, minute, I'll forgive that though, because that's that's a you know it's a movie. At the end of the day, it's a movie. It's you got you got to be able to see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some of the windows seem a little foggy, but just not. But that's one of those things where it's like, if the movie was better, we would forgive that. Yeah. Uh, but Buck is standing over, as you said, over where Dunstan and Kyle are <laughs> holding the gun at the ready. Uh. And the last thing we see in the minute is Kyle and Dunstan are scared. And yeah. right on cue, Nucky comes out from under the couch when we're wrapping up <laughs> the minute. It is it is wild how well your dog has timed this. Yeah. Uh, this is what point. I was talking about in whatever other podcast where I was talking about dogs will evolve to understand podcasts eventually. <laughs> oh, God. That, we, we've already taken so much from dogs as a species. <laughs> yeah. And now we have to foist that upon them. They will. They will learn that when they see these recording devices come out oh i have to go into hiding for an hour and then i can come out and get some pets yeah that's just dogs learn it oh god we've we're doing this to dogs yeah that's the shame uh and that's the end of the minute yeah you don't have anything else to say no. good you should check me out on nothing <laughs> Wait, new whoa, whoa, whoa. what what's the next movie hell if i know <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> you picked it you know i always forget about this part <laughs> yeah let me look. I have a feeling what I picked, but I definitely want to make sure that I say the right one, you know? Uh-huh. You know when you have a sense? Yeah, for sure. And I want to make sure I say... Nucky is such a cute dog. <laughs> you know, this is where my senses were wrong. Yeah, I've, I've chosen to pair Minute 56 with the animated children's film Open Season. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll pre-apologize. <laughs> I've never seen it. And yeah, you picked it. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes that happens. Yeah, that's true. All uh, right. I guess next week we'll be talking about open season. Yeah. So you can find me on other podcasts like Nothing New or Remake Podcast, where every month me and Justin Kizan talk about remakes. Our most recent recent episode is about the Adams Family, because they yeah. made a new one. Da, 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 da. That's not the Adams Family. That was close. But that was something else. That was the da, middle da, part da, of the da, song. Da, 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 oh, now da, I don't know da, what you're da, doing right now. Da, 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 da. What is that? I don't know. Porky Pig? <laughs> What's the Adam's Family? 
Uh, the Adams Family. Yes, yes. There we go. <laughs> but then that sounded a little like the middle part. I can tell you. Uh, BenVNetwork.com slash nothing new. Uh, we had, uh, for the Adam Samuel episode, we had a special guest, Victor Perfecto, and you'll hear more about him in a minute. Uh, and another podcast I do is called It's On My List. It's on my listpod.com. Every month, me and a couple others get together and talk about movies that people say you should see, and we cross them off of our list. Because your kiss, uh, your yeah, you're kiss late on your cue there. It's on my list. Um, the most recent episode uh, at this point is a spook, it's a Spooktuber episode. Uh <laughs> On the on Pan's Labyrinth. Why don't you say Tober? <laughs> spooked boo, spooked to boo er. Spooked spooked Tober. No, but spooked to booer. Oh, you gotta get the second no, scare you in don't. there. Don't. <laughs> uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, find out if that's you know on my list. I'll tell you it's on my list. Mm, you have to listen to find out. That's the tease. Yeah. Uh, go to it's on my list pod dot com because your kiss your kiss is on. And you can my find list. me on Twitter and Instagram at podcaster andrew you can find me on twitter and instagram and twitch at very cool emily um i also have another podcast it's with justin keys on and vic perfecto two people you just heard this goofball over here talking about uh our podcast is called go go godzilla it's where we walk you through uh we go through the godzilla franchise and uh give you a little behind the scenes detail on each of the movies check that out on bevynetwork.com slash godzilla i believe is the url eh, just google go go godzilla podcast it'll come up uh you can find dunstan on twitter yep you sir <laughs> you sure can uh at majestic hotel and why is our twitter handle on instagram we're uh-huh. at dunstan checks men uh-huh. on uh, uh patreon patreon.com slash dunstan checks men yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, every if you join the patreon uh not only will you get uh some bonus episodes yeah uh, uh also a portion of what you donate to us we will donate to uh races r-a-i C-E-S. C-E-S. We really got to figure out how to say it. We got to figure out how to say it, but that's that's what they do. They 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 help a lot of people that need it. Yep. Uh, and you can also find us on YouTube. Every time that we do an episode, <laughs> I take the trailer for the movie that we talk about and mix it up with the minute that we're talking about to make some fun new videos that should not be taken down by copyright claims. Correct. Um, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, because I'm making new content. There should be... Like a cool YouTube where you can just... You Vimeo. Can, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean by cool though, right? Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you don't get copyright claimed. Yeah. I don't want to say no rules because then you get people posting like weird racist and dark shit. Yeah. Because in fact, in some ways, we need more rules on YouTube. That's what I'm saying. We need cool, better rules on cool YouTube. Cool YouTube where yeah. there's, not, there's not a fucking racist algorithm trying to make you watch weird Nazi shit. Yeah. But also like you can post a fucking Dunstan video and not get copyrighted. Yeah. Uh, it's funny how the ones that they do catch is very funny to me. Yeah. Because uh, they, I don't monetize any of those videos. Obviously not, yeah. Uh, but they, there's some that they catch and they say, you cannot even consider monetizing. Yeah, you don't even they, think about monetizing yeah. this one. And uh, it's, it is funny to me, the ones that they catch, because I don't think they've t- done that to the Guardians of the Galaxy one. Though. Interesting. <laughs> they've done it to others. They did it, the funniest one to me is that they did it to the... Um, the bo- bo- what's the bottle? Who's the bottle? What's the wine movie that we watched? Sideways. Sideways. They got who's the bottle? Is what you asked me. They got the sideways trailer yeah. because of the song in the trailer. I they didn't give a shit. That, it was yeah. about the trailer. Yeah, but the trailer uses like an entire ass song, mm. and they were like, "I oh, can't do that." That's a bummer. Uh, I figured it. <laughs> I you know I squiggled it. Yeah. Um, 
what else do I say? I say I would say you can go to Apple Podcasts, give yeah. us a five star rating, and then review the show. And in your review, I want you to tell us what scares you. Oh, so five stars, and then in the text of the review, tell us what scares we've you. We've done this one before. That's not true. We've you always say that, and you've never once been right. <laughs> this one is the first one I'm right on. <laughs> okay, and remember, Dunson is spelled with a U. Fuck, and we're checking out. To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. Nothing new is something new. That great poets imitate and improve. Where our small ones steal and spoil. Hi, I'm Andrew. And I'm Justin. And if it wasn't readily apparent at that, we're huge nerds about remakes. That's why we're doing the Nothing New Podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a remake in detail and its original, covering them in whatever order they come out, from Wizard of Oz to It and beyond. They're remaking Stuart Gordon's 1986 sci-fi horror classic From Beyond? Oh, no. Not yet. Oh, that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Justin and I, and maybe a guest or two, to explore the wonderful world of remakes, film by film. Remakes have been done forever. People talk, but Scarface don't even know that was a remake. Oh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Antoine Fuqua. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.